0: Now, here are your hosts, lifetime longhorn Rod Babers,
1: Pure Athlete yeah. i transcend race, hombre. Matt Butler.
0: I don't talk f- man. I back it up.
1: And we are sock full of that,
0: man. i right. And Jeff Howe. It's still real to me, damn it. And that's
1: the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. If you're gonna blitz, come strong, but don't come at all. You know what doesn't seem real to me? We got less than two weeks to go until the start of spring practice. It just seems like the season ended last yeah, week. It's a beautiful thing. We've Very gone true. through recruiting season, signing days done, winter conditioning is going on right now. And we're about to get the pads
3: back on. I'm going to give credit to the AAF for that. I want to say because now there's football, like it actually in the offseason, not that we are all watching it, not that it's great, but it's just football happening. Even though it's spring football, isn't always awesome and it isn't always great. It's irrelevant for the most part for most people watching. But when football's going on, it makes the days go by faster. Football,
1: yeah. football's like uh, macaroni and cheese. When it's good, it's really good, and when it's bad, it's still pretty good. Sex, good yeah.
3: point. That's how sex is too. Yeah. <laughs> mac and cheese I was just gonna sex. go The PG version But <laughs> like thank George, you, Like George Costanza I will combine them both
4: If possible <laughs> You're right uh, my girl ham.
3: Loves, Ironically my girl's Favorite food Basically is like uh, mac and cheese so, Oh really That's awesome Yeah That's why I thought about sex
1: When you like, said mac and cheese Like some lobster mac and cheese Some bacon Ooh, mac and cheese she oh, Steiner Ranch mac. Steakhouse Has
3: great lobster mac and cheese It's one of the best I've ever had
1: I haven't been to Steiner Ranch Steakhouse In years I'm
3: telling you man this so Lobster old. mac and cheese Is worth it Okay Yeah
1: You try that
3: Random Mm-hmm. <laughs> Random endorsement there.
1: <laughs> I've had uh, Pinkertons, and if Grant listens to this, he'll kill me. They've got a, a mac and cheese they do. Yeah.
3: I need to go they there, They've got man. a mac
1: and cheese they do over there. I've
3: heard damn good things guys. about Pinkertons and h Is it in Parallel? Where is it? No, it's in Houston. I mean, I mean like, like area. where in Houston? Kind like uh, of downtown, like north of
1: downtown, like okay. uh, off of 45 Houston.
3: area. Yeah, i got to go check it out because I've heard good things, and I know he's a big Longhorn fan. Yes, oh, Grant I, I is I a Texas it. guy. Yeah, yes. yeah, no doubt. We'll be down out. to
4: eat any type of macaroni and cheese Anybody will get me
3: I love when we're becoming like a foodie show to start hey, off. I
4: love this, the we, foodie mob We kind of do, we do a little bit of I, I'll <laughs> talk food, I'll talk anything yeah, This is
1: Longhorn Blitz, we do talk Longhorn football but We talk a lot of other stuff I gotta get a couple things out of the way at the top uh, A bit of personal news over the weekend my, It was my daughter's first birthday party Which hey. is crazy to think about That it's yeah, been a year I like that. Nice. I'll show you guys pictures when we're done recording But yeah, it was a uh, I'll tell you what, what man. What was the
3: theme? Can I ask man, that? I the- know,
1: my wife just did. Uh, there was no like theme, theme per se. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of pink and gold. Everything was pink and gold. Oh, yeah. Was nice. So oh, yeah. I Make let my sense. wife handle. All that stuff. on the classic girl's birthday man. party. I was like, I take no credit for anything you guys are, are enjoying.
4: I think the theme of, the of this show is uh, time flies once you get old. Yeah, We're just talking about much. how fast it's it goes true. by, babies. Yeah. I'll tell you what,
1: though, man. My wife had a really good idea. She decided to do a time capsule for my daughter, so everybody that was at the party wrote kind of a note oh. to her, we put it in a shoebox, and then she'll open it on her 18th
3: birthday. That is awesome. <laughs>
1: and I was thinking, oh, that's cool, but then good. you kind of – you Haitian. start seeing like relatives and family members that are writing, and they're crying as so they're writing because they're like, "I don't know if I'm gonna be here in 18 years," and it really starts making oh, you wow. think about oh, kind of your mortality. What the hell? And Talk about a bus
4: kill, <laughs> yeah, a birthday party, and then <laughs> well, it's it thinking about really, your own funeral. Yeah, it really, that's true, but uh, it really just
1: kind of it kind of makes wow. you think. So we really it's a good perspective. Like, but yeah, you know, that's, wow. that's
3: what I'm saying, man. Oh, you, you know what they should put, do? This is a new trend happening: is that people now for their unborn children or children that are going to be born. They make YouTube videos. They make videos for them. Talking we're to the,
4: the unborn. Yeah, we're in so.
3: the social media age. So, I mean, people who have done it, if they have been my kid I'm going to have in five people, years.
4: People give their own eulogies. Yeah. I remember, yeah.
3: I've been in a funeral where somebody actually on a video trippy. is talking. They're like, hey, what's up? I'm like, man, this is creepy and That's freaky."
4: amazing. <laughs> but
3: in, well, why wouldn't you do that? I know, mean, I, mean I never say, thought yeah. about
4: it. You ju- I just never thought we're about it. You said this right now.
3: That's what you should do. Like, you know, if you like, no, I mean, start making videos for your, you know, your daughters and stuff in such situations. I've, your, I've looked know, at stuff crazy. like that in a
1: totally different light. And we'll get back to football here in a minute. I know. I've looked at stuff no, like, like this in a totally different light. When my dad was getting sick, he decided he was going to have a going away party and air quotes. And his thought process, I was like, Pops, that's kinda of morbid, you know, like, hey, I'm dying, everybody come celebrate. But he said, Look, when I get really sick at the end, I don't want people coming to see me. Exactly. Yep. Uh, now while I'm healthy and I got my bearings, this is when I want to enjoy let's do it. And family and friends and everybody just come and let's have a good time. Yeah. So I was like, good. Well, that actually makes a whole hell of a lot of
3: sense. It does. And yeah. I yeah, I think, yeah, you know, the videos are kinda of in that same mindset. It's like well, that's kinda of morbid. It's like, Well, that's morbid, but I mean you can get to talk to the people you love and give them a message yeah. when you go. That's really, really cool. So, anyway, sorry we
1: like, went from a one-year-old birthday party <laughs> to, to going death, down that death, road.
3: That's life. But, that's circle of that's life, life <laughs> brothers. <laughs> what you were talking about? There. That's what's yeah. happening. Man, yeah,
4: I feel uh, like you're getting like, old. Some Is new, new perspective. The Lion King. yeah we didn't start Longhorn Blitz with much perspective.
3: There you go. That's, that was really deep. stuff we're from sex and mac and cheese.
4: In five minutes, less death. than five minutes. That's how we roll yes. here on the Blitz. That they would have loved that segment on radio a decade ago. Speaking of the
1: Blitz, some logistical news we got to get out of the way, uh, and Matt and I will keep you guys updated on this. So check our Twitter feeds. I'm at JeffHow247. Matt is easy to find. He's at Longhorn Blitz. Matt Boom. owns the Longhorn Blitz Twitter account. So. Yeah, I need
4: to do some more of that.
1: Yeah. Um, so basically, we're migrating over to another platform. Now, who does this impact? If you're subscribing on iTunes or any well, other- Well,
4: for now, we, all it is is you know, we have our show today, and you and I have the guy that I'm going to supply a feed right. to. But you know, nothing, hopefully, will change much. But if it will, I guess next episode, we'll have all the details. Right.
1: So this shouldn't change anything if you're on yeah. iTunes or any kind of platform. Form like that, where you get your podcast, shouldn't change anything for you. Who is this going to change things for? If you are an exclusive SoundCloud listener, this will affect you in all likelihood. So, just uh, you know, if basically if you don't listen exclusively on SoundCloud, ignore everything I just said. If you listen exclusively on SoundCloud, Matt and I will keep you updated on uh, probably the best way to get the podcast okay. going forward. So, just nice. uh, keep an eye, keep your eyes peeled on Twitter, uh, and we'll uh, we'll keep you guys updated on that. All right, and one other piece of news before we get going. Normally, we are on 104.9 The Horn, our wonderful partners here at the Austin Radio Network. We're on The Horn on Tuesdays, but we're at that time of the year where we've got men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball, all kinds of stuff going on, and The Horn is the flagship station for UT Athletics. So we're going to move to Thursday night. So after Longhorn Weekly with Shaka Smart, That'll lead right into the blitz. So the blitz is moving from Tuesdays to Thursdays for now. We'll see kind of what happens with our schedule once football season gets rolling, but uh, we've got months and months to figure all that out. But if you're listening on the horn, if you're tuning in Tuesday, it's not bad. You'll get Craig Way calling a baseball game, which is always awesome. But uh, you want to listen on Thursday nights after Longhorn Weekly is uh, is when you'll get the blitz from now on. All right, let me bring in the rest of the team. I'm not gonna do the wholesale introductions, just uh he is Matt Butler, the sound the drop machine extraordinaire. Man. The man behind the board. Matt, how's it going? Pretty well, man. Yourself? Uh I'm doing well. Uh, Lifetime Longhorn, 2002 UT All-American, card-carrying member of DBU. Doesn't have his t. Tea- when is that t ring coming in? By oh the way? no,
3: I need to go. I'm starting to high. really wonder. I, I haven't, wonder been, about I haven't this. been back there. Yeah, I need to go just talk to them. Yeah, I mean,
4: I, I, I'm sure I, it's up to me. It's my responsibility to go get it. <laughs>
3: it it would be. I thought it would. <laughs> <So do> that's <laughs> probably why I don't have
4: it. It yet. took until like two weeks ago, and I was like, man, this would be a really good joke if Rod just said that he reordered yeah. it and they just never reordered it. Yeah. Jim so. Thorpe
1: Award semifinalist, former NFL draft choice, uh, Lifetime Longhorn. Rod Babers, uh, Rod, sorry for not the lack of a formal introduction no worries. this week. We'll get back to it next week. So Tom Herman's in the business of loading up the uh, support staff right now. A couple analyst hires since we had our last show. We talked a lot about uh, on the whole show pretty much last week was devoted to Larry Fedora and the Larry Fedora hire and what it means. Yeah. Since then, we've had an offensive analyst and a defensive analyst hired. Paul mm-hmm. Williams is coming in as the cornerbacks coach from Houston. He's cornerback's coach at Miami. Uh, he's gonna, He has been hired as an analyst. What is, what is Paul Williams' connection to Texas, you might ask? You've got to go all the way back to 1997 and 1998 when he and a young Todd Orlando were on the same staff at Penn. Not Penn State. Mm. Talking about Penn, the Quakers, the Quakers, Ivy League football.
3: Wow. Yeah. That's before he got to UConn? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn. That was a long time ago. Yes, and then obviously what he was uh, what was Todd Orlando coaching linebackers. Then? Linebackers, yes, yeah. okay.
1: believe it. Pin the responsibility. Paul Williams had DBs and special teams, wow. and Todd Orlando was coaching linebackers.
3: Um, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, Paul Williams is interesting because, uh, and I know that you can go back to his track record, and he's got some uh, some guys who've been drafted into the league, and that's always impressive for your resume. Talent development has not really been an issue for Texas. They've been able to develop talent really, really well. Love what Jason Washington's doing. Love what Craig Navarre's doing. I think when you bring in Paul Williams, I think one of the things that they, uh, at least one of the things that the staff likes about him, I'm sure there are a lot of reasons they brought him in. Um, I, he has uh, that Tampa two in his background. He was with Lovey Smith for a couple mm-hmm. of years. Everybody knows that Lovey Smith, along with you know Tony Dungy and you know uh, uh Mike Tomlin's one of those guys too uh that were able to you know really reinvent defense in the n f l with the Tampa two. It was actually one of the 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 last great evolutions <laughs> evolutionary adaptations on the defensive side of the ball unfortunately. And I think Texas wants a little access to that. I think, the, And I know Texas has run their cover, too, but the Tampa 2 and perfecting the Tampa 2 is different. You really got to have great athleticism to do it. And what's, what, there's, what's the two keys to the Tampa 2? And I, I, I got a chance to run it when I was in Chicago. Got a chance to run it when I was with Tampa, uh, actually, under Mike Tomlin and that group. Uh, having that, line, that really athletic inside linebackers who can, you can run. All right, so they can cover the middle of the field and that that middle vertical route. That's how you kind of test the cover, too. And athletic safeties with range. Mm -hmm. And think about the safeties that Texas has. You know what I mean? If you want to think about guys who have a lot of range and can cover, you're talking about, yeah, whether you're talking about Caden Stearns or Brandon Jones or BJ Foster, you know, those guys are safeties, really athletic guys who can cover ground. And have range, and that fits into what Texas wants to be. It's the most physical team. That's the Tampa 2 is kind of all about being physical, even in your secondary. Your corners are big and physical. Texas is recruiting big, physical corners. I think they just want that in their repertoire. Yeah. And not saying they don't already run some cover two, but I think they want to run that aggressive Tampa 2 where you, uh, and number one, and I remember Mike Tomlin yelling at me mm-hmm. when I was in Tampa. You gotta be able to get your hands on the wide receivers, you gotta be able to reroute those guys. You know, maybe that's something that he can help bring to the table. Even last year, even though, like I said, the talent development's been great. Remember me complaining about them playing bump and run base? They just call it turn and run because they just turn and run. Like, they don't right. get their hands on wide receivers. And their are Devontae Davis and Chris Board. Big physical corners They should have been Trying to do that more And they didn't do it Effectively enough So I think that's one of the things They're going to try to bring to the table Yeah At least that's what they're looking at In Paul Williams
1: I I like the hire Because clearly I mean they've been In a staff room together before And you know I think it's worth repeating What an analyst does Basically an analyst Is somebody you're bringing in To do work that normally a graduate assistant would be doing, you're the the benefit of having an analyst. And it's a lot of guys that, you know, maybe they got fired from a previous job or whatever. Basically, they're they're making the kind of income on the side to where you can pay them thirty five, forty grand a year to come in and do analyst work. Uh, which is kind of the case with Larry Fedora. He's getting that offset from North Carolina, which mm-hmm. I don't know what the buyout was, but you know. Well, he's probably. comfortable. Yeah, he's, <laughs> exactly. He ain't worried about money. Uh, And the same thing with the guys Nick Saban's hired, whether it's Butch Jones or Lane Kiffin or, or whoever. Yeah. Or Steve Sarkees. Or Major Applewhite. Yeah, he's, Major Applewhite's getting the buyout from him. So he's had plenty of guys mm-hmm. uh, over the years that have done the same thing. But basically, what you're doing, Rod, is you're taking jobs and a job function that a graduate assistant would have handled previously. You've just got a very experienced veteran set of eyes doing that job right now, and and those eyes are going to be able to see things. And if you're on the same wavelength, if you've been in a staff meeting with that coach, you know exactly what he's looking for. You're basically just getting, like, advanced-level GA work from a guy that's had an infinite amount more experience than a GA.
3: And and as you pointed out, they can't recruit – all right, they can't go out in the field and coach the guys. really, their main interaction is going to be with the other coaches right all right and that's how they're going to contribute so basically you just, you're just renting out access to their to that football IQ and their football acumen mm-hmm. all right everything through the prism of what that coach has seen so he's going to watch film and he's going to see it through a certain prism, and that's what you're bringing on you're like no I, I, li- I want to see the way you I want to see the way you are going to approach this game approach and I, I'm sure a lot of it if i'm Coach, I start right now with the self-scouting. I'm sh- I want all of them watching film on us. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Number one coming in the spring. I want all these guys break us down. Break me down, break us down right now. I need all y'all with game plans going up against Texas. Self appraisal That's what I want. I want to know what our weaknesses are, what our strengths are, things that I have not seen that I just can't see. I just I'm too close to. It. I biases. can't see the forest for the trees. Mm-hmm. So that's the number one thing I I think Tom Herman's gonna have him doing. Break us down. And then once we – and that's what spring is about, right? Right. Spring is about self scouting It's about you improving your weaknesses all that kind of stuff. You know, kind of the introspective uh, view of team building. So I think that's where these guys – that's why he wanted him in right now. That's why he wanted him in. That's why he wants Beatty in. He wants them guys to look at Texas. Hell, he he initially wanted – Remember, that's what he said. He said he wanted uh, David Beatty to look at Texas. It was all about him – watching film on Texas rather than watching or telling him what they were bringing to the table uh, versus OU or how they scouted OU. Uh, but right. I I, just, I don't think that's necessary.
4: When you, when you talk <laughs> about this, you know, we talked about the last decade at Texas and having no continuity amongst staff. And then finally we were talking about, oh, well, this year finally have a little bit of continuity or retention. Now the players are familiar. And then now you're sort of talking about, adding continuity because you're bringing in guys that have the prior relationships former colleagues or friends people that understand you and probably you trust their opinion they trust you to give you an honest one so it's great for that self appraisal but then the idea that not only is this staff not falling apart and having to reinstall something new and kids learn new stuff now we're adding and then bringing in even more continuity with guys that you're familiar with and have worked with really well so and then when you brought up pin football and it was like I knew I had thought about pin football recently and if y'all had seen the recent drunk history when teddy roosevelt basically saved football if y'all <laughs> yeah. remember the story yeah. but yeah that was he saw the bloodied photo of a swathmore player after a pin yeah. football player had knocked his face and <laughs> that actually ended up spawning change to the game to save football but i hadn't thought of pin football I really since then Drunk history, it's yes awesome. <laughs> um but no now I, I totally agree with you and I, I think both you guys made really
3: good points i think it's it's also it's it, it man it's the beauty of this arrangement that's new arrangement it, it it, it's basically a win-win for everybody because even mm-hmm. the coaches, it's basically a year-long job interview for them. Mm-hmm. Now we don't know if they're going to be changes, but we know that Tom Herman's got most of his assistants on one-year deals. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? And and I said he and he says, it's, these days. and I, I actually I totally agree. I don't know if Nick Saban has this, but that's. But it sounds very Saban-like. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It sounds because he, he said basically, I if, if you shouldn't worry about job security if you're the best at what you do and you're working your your tail off. Job security shouldn't shouldn't be a, you know it shouldn't be an issue. That's. PBS and with that's the, the masters reason every year yeah, one year contract they never go long yeah, term and that's the reason that he gave and i think it's really really important to point out that he's bringing in guys like Larry Fedora he's bringing in guys like David Beatty, former head coaches um you know what i mean and he's you know he's bringing in guys like Paul Williams and uh what's the other guy's Andre name Andre Coleman
1: who we'll talk about here in a Andre minute Andre
3: Coleman thank you very much um and you know, if his coaches get a promotion, which there have been rumors about Drew Baringer and other guys on the you staff. Hope you hope
4: your guys do. That means they're good. Is ex- and which Tom Herman, want firing. Tom Harmon has already
3: said, I like guys who want to get head coaching yeah. jobs. So I think right now he is just putting himself in a position that just in case something happens. And you know what? Maybe I got to demote a guy. Who knows? Maybe some guy, you know, does a really bad job this year. And one of these other guys I think has a better football mind or a better grasp on how to help us. You know, then I can also benefit from this arrangement. So I think for Tom Herman, it it only it only helps his chances of, chances of success if he just keeps adding to this support staff, guys who have are accredited and legitimate.
4: Yeah, I, I, and I think it's Why not? Exactly. I think it's Why not? no ban on
3: it. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think it's smart to keep your coordinators on multi-year deals because those guys, to me, are, are yeah, on a different level. It's assistants, you know? though, yeah. Like if you've coach, got yeah. if you've got a, a, you know, I'll use Drew Manager as an example. If Drew Manager gets a job to go be a, an offensive coordinator at a Power 5 school, that's a job he needs to go take.
4: Yep, he does. Oh, yeah.
1: You know, to, it's to just, advance normally his you career. Only,
4: if you're confident to take a one-year job, you're somebody that is basically confident in themselves that, no, I don't even want to commit long-term. It's more of a, a compliment to the – person then the school the school definitely would want to lock them up would doing but, it that way but
1: if you're talking about a guy like Todd Orlando now you're talking about okay he's a guy that can more or less pick where he goes a defensive coordinator job would be a lateral move for him or a step down so you want to lock that guy up because he's that important to to you and your football program and look I mean we see right the amount of money coordinators getting paid now Todd Orlando really is in a position where he can stay at Texas for really as long as he wants until that perfect job that he sees comes available. Uh, So Paul Williams will help Todd Orlando. And I think it's worth mentioning, you know, Todd Orlando, as far as I know, I haven't heard that he's left or anything. He's got uh, a guy who's been a really good defensive analyst for him in in Roosevelt Majit, who uh, played at Iowa State, a guy that understands the league. And uh, I thought, you know, 2017, I thought he made a really good analyst hire bringing in Trey Haverty, a guy that played, uh, you know, played at Texas Tech, coached at Texas Tech, Mm -hmm. coached under Gary Patterson at TCU, another guy – understood the Big 12, had legitimate on-field coaching experience. Now you're having him in the analyst role. And Trey Haverty now, I believe he's the co-DC uh, up at SMU for Sonny Dyke. So those are the kinds of guys you're looking uh, to be in analyst roles like we said. So maybe guys that just want to kind of kick back and not get back into it for a year or maybe just kind of want to figure out, okay, let me go get into another part of the country. You know Paul Williams had the been Major pretty Apple much White. a Midwestern East Coast guy. You know He goes to Houston last mm-hmm. year for one year under Major Applewhite. That staff gets blown up and maybe he said, well, maybe I want to kick it around in the state of Texas for out of the year and kind of get a taste of Big 12 or don't
3: whatever. want to
4: take a crappy job.
3: Well, you can, uh, well, you can also, you know, you take some time, uh, get you getting paid, right? You can also it. work your craft and cultivate your craft, mm-hmm. still make connections, but then you can, um, try to f- be more deliberate about your next decision. You don't you know, force into desperation exactly. decisions like, oh man, I gotta take this job. It's like, no, so, no, let me, let me, let me survey the land, let me see what opens up, let me make some connections, make some calls. I think it just. It's basically their version of unemployment. They just get to kind of sit around and watch film in dark room, be a freelancer, talk to right. coaches. And they get to go home early to see the, you know, and if wifey's in town or whatever, and hang out. Hell, maybe wifey's mm-hmm. not in town. Maybe wifey is in another state, and <laughs> that's why like they want to do it Sounds like a job for too. Ryan <laughs> You are like, baby, I gotta go in. Maybe they want to be here for four or five months doing nothing without wifey, without having to recruit, without coaching. These guys need a little break. They get burned out. Oh you know yeah. I mean, I think I think a lot of this is burnout from these coaches. Like, man, I'd love to just kind of downgrade. You know what I mean? For a year, sit in the film room. I mean, this guy. It's folks, a better A these guys are love football. They, they love it. This, they, they live it. They breathe it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of these guys, they love the idea of just sitting in a dark room, all right? Closed off from the world. As a head coach like Major <laughs> or Larry Fedora, think about things they had to deal with. Larry Fedora was answering questions about CTE. Gee. And all this kind of He's like, damn it, I just want to go sit in a dark room <sighs> and watch Football. And I need man to figure Jackson, out, he's out like, what, right? what's going on. Major <laughs> involved with this theater with Ed Oliver, and taking a jacket and stuff. He's like, no. and like, must <laughs> he's like, No, all I want to do
4: is, is just what? Just go watch Charlie Strong. is going to be perfect oh for it. Charlie it. Strong. He's going to be an 80 year old. Poor Charlie. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to still be doing it just as a yeah. hobby.
3: These guys just want to go sit in the dark room and watch football, man. That's all they want to do. And yeah. this gives them that opportunity why they. You know, kind of take a, a collective, like, you know, without uh, having to uproot like maybe the inventory. your whole family, and yeah. long-term and, decision, and multi-years. Yeah. They didn't used to be a time uh, an
4: option for this no. you had now to is. take a new career or something. Yeah. You either knows? had to take the crappy-ass job as an assistant in Midwest yeah. or find a new career. Now you have this avenue where you can actually refine your skill, get paid probably pretty well, and then be able to be a free agent, and Definitely. literally it can only help you because if you yeah, are not doing well as an analyst, You probably aren't very good at it, anyways, and weren't supposed to be in that role anyway. Like, that's so it's only going to help you get a stepping stone in, probably beyond your control. Like, if you just happen to be an analyst at the right team, if you pick it and they'll be like, oh, let's go see who Nick has this year. Yeah. All right. I mean, I thought it was perfect for Major Applewhite to take an analyst role this year because you don't want to force yourself into the next gig, especially when you leave another one. Because if you have to leave a second one, then you could really maybe not have that next opportunity this way. You all have it and can sort of find that landing spot as like your free agent you know I agree all right
1: time for our first break on the show but when we come back we'll continue the conversation about how the analyst hires are revitalizing the Texas football staff you're listening to Longhorn Blitz with horns 24 com.
2: it's coming you know what to do hey I'm gonna just rip this band-aid off we need to break up you're just you're not good for me I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship you're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so
0: effortlessly
2: cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could.
0: Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. And right now, get $100 off the purchase of a mattress when you text NICE to 84888. Yes, $100 off, but only when you text NICE to 84888. That's N-I-C-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com slash TNC. Reply help for help or stop to cancel.
2: When is the perfect time to make something happen for your small business? The answer is always right now. Introducing the Right Now Sale from Vistaprint, where you can get 50% off any one item to promote your business and save up to $100. Choose a fresh stack of postcards, a standout banner, or whatever you need most. Why not? It's 50% off, but only until March 3rd. Own the now with the Right Now Sale and get 50% off any one item at vistaprint.com. Use promo code WHYNOT. That's vistaprint.com, promo code WHYNOT. Restrictions apply. See website for details. I just can't
4: stop scratching. Struggling to get relief from itching due to your atopic dermatitis, also known as eczema? If so, you may qualify for a clinical study testing an investigational medication for the itch associated with atopic dermatitis. Qualified participants will receive study-related care at no charge. Call 1-844-777-4824, one 777
0: itch or visit advandastudy.com for more information on how to participate. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals. And caller number nine for one million dollars. Rita, complete this quote. Life is like a box of...
2: Oh, I know this one.
0: Chocolate. Uh, you're cutting out, Rita. We need your answer.
2: Uh, oh my goodness. Life is like a box
0: of uh... Oh, sorry. That's not what we were looking for. On to caller number ten. Oh
2: Bad network got you glitched out of luck? Switch to Boost Mobile's super-reliable, super-fast nationwide network and get four lines, each with unlimited gigs, for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save.
0: Offer ends 4 15 19. First lines $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one line to port in. Video streams set up to 480p. plus. Using it up to 500 kilobits per second. Gaming it up to 2 megabits per second. ADD prioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restricting supply. See dealer for details.
2: Endless scratching. The itch from my eczema is unbearable. Are you struggling to get relief from chronic itching due to your atopic dermatitis, also known as eczema? If so, you may qualify for a clinical study testing an investigational medication for the severe itch associated with atopic dermatitis. Qualified participants will receive study-related care and medication at no charge. Call 1-844-777-4824 or 1-844-777-ITCH or visit advandastudy.com for more information on how to participate. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals.
0: Welcome back to Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Once again, Jeff Howe.
2: The interesting
1: analyst hire for me is Andre Coleman coming over from Kansas State. And this is a guy that played for Bill Snyder, coached under Bill Snyder, so he'd been under that Bill Snyder tree for a long time. And, Rod, you know, we we just got through talking about, you know, assistant coaches being on contracts uh, with, you know, the, the offensive assistants anyway, with the exception of Herb Hand. All of their deals, Tim Beck included, will expire after the 2019 season. Yeah. So to me, uh, you can read into that what you will. Uh, to me, this is Tom Herman looking at it. And, and bringing in Larry Fedora, you're bringing in a guy that clearly is his own guy. Like Larry Fedora is not a yes man. We know that from yeah, we know that. studying his background yeah. and everything else. And from what I've gathered from Andre Coleman's time at K-State, Andre Coleman was... Pretty much the lone assistant coach who stood up to Bill Snyder last year. You remember their whole quarterback controversy, right? Alex
3: Delton, Skyler Thompson. Alex Delton,
1: and Skyler Thompson. And Bill Snyder really wanted Alex Delton and put in, you know, bench Skyler Thompson and went with Alex Delton without telling Andre Coleman. (laughs) Andre Coleman was apparently the one coach who was willing to stand up to Bill Snyder and say no. This is wrong.
4: we're playing that. the wrong
1: guy. We need to be going with Skylar Thompson, not Alex Delton.
4: Thank God they made that mistake two years in a row, because I remember when I was saying, Thank God for benching Alex Delton here. <laughs> so clearly if
1: you're if you've got if you've got enough about you to be able to to be a man of your convictions and stand up to Bill Snyder yeah, old man in a Snyder. staff meeting room, you're you clearly your old man. Yeah, you so, some respect for that. so Rod, I think this is hiring these guys it's twofold. I think one, if you find yourself in in an immediate need for a receiver's coach, after this season, you can do a lot worse than Andre Coleman, a guy who, by all accounts, busts his tail, enjoys recruiting, and from what I've heard from K-State people, you can pretty much drop him into any area that you would ask him to recruit, and he'll go do a good job because he's such a people person and yeah. he's really good about developing relationships. And we've seen guys on this staff, Jay, whether it's Jason Washington or Craig Niver or whoever, As we've seen multiple had, guys yeah. that just – guys that know how to recruit and can go out and recruit. Yeah. So it it – it helps you do that, but in the same way where Larry Fedora is really going to help Tom Herman you know, expand the RPO game and maybe he helps Tom Herman work with tempo or finding matchups. Or there, As we talked about last week, there's a lot of levels of football where those guys are on the same page. Agreed. The one thing that I think Andre Coleman is going to really help do with this offense when you talk about self-scouting, especially in spring, is Andre Coleman learned a quarterback run game under Bill Snyder. And Bill Snyder, we've seen over the years – He's had a lot of different quarterbacks, Mm -hmm. and they've run the football with those quarterbacks in a lot of different ways. And when you've got a guy like Sam Ellinger, the ability now to get with Andre Coleman and say, hey, if you had him at K-State, what would you guys do with him? Like, Let's go ahead and expand this quarterback run game package. And we talk about the need to kind of unleash Sam Ellinger and you've built this offense around him. This to me, Rod, is just another element of okay. We've got a guy that was with one of the really one of the forward-thinking guys in terms of having a spread offense with a quarterback run game. And Bill Snyder, Andre Coleman was under that tree. Let's see what he knows and let's go implement some of that.
3: Yeah, but well, you also yeah, and I totally agree with you. And and one thing things that K State it makes them really unique in their quarterback running games. They run quarterback power. You know, I mean, with Colin Klein back in the day, I mean, they'd run Colin Klein in between the tackles, Mm -hmm. Um, and even at times with Alex Delton. So, I mean, I think that is that's unique. They run a lot of RPOs, um, so the run pass option. I think is something Larry Fedora uh, was one of the you know pioneers with. He's that's one of his uh, kind of the bread and butter concepts. Same thing with K State; they run a lot of RPOs with Sam Ellinger. You brought the quarterback run game. I think that also they want to. Um, kind of build on him as a, you know, a mini Tim Tebow and having, you know, that quarterback power, but also have the RPO as a part of that, as a part of that, you know, to weaponize him. And to weaponize him as a dual threat quarterback, let's just add the RPO concept and make him that much more dangerous. So I think that's what those two hires do have in common. One thing I think also that, you know, um, Andre Combs is going to bring to the table going way, way back to his roots, even as a player, he was a great special teams player, awesome special teams player. I mean, he really—he actually has, he has Super Bowl records. He has right. like, yo, he has a like kickoff return. Um, hold on, make sure I get it right here. I think he's got that kickoff return Super Bowl records. Yeah, he's got a couple of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's—he actually has a. I think the the record for uh, the amount of kickoff return kickoff return yardage um, in a game in a Super Bowl. He's also got the uh, – he had 98-yard kickoff return touchdown in a Super Bowl, which is second-longest Super Bowl history. His um, rookie, rookie year returns, with the Chargers.
1: Huh? His rookie year with the
3: Chargers. Yeah, most kickoff returns was eight. He had the most return yards uh, in the Super Bowl. I think with two hundred so ninety-four Super Bowl. Yeah, like he just he he had a he had a, a great game. I that it really mattered because the Chargers ended up getting beat. But he really had a great game. But even going back to his time at K State as a player, he was a better special teams player and a returner than he was as a receiver. As a receiver, you know, he was just kind of a he was a jag to be honest. But as a special teams player, he was special. I think he had like four thousand four hundred sixty-six total yards of kickoff returns, two touchdowns. Uh, He was a good punt returner, had a touchdown as a punt returner. That's where he was special. That's where he has natural instincts. And go look at the special teams for K-State, right? How does K, How did K-State come up? prominence? That's how come Bill Snyder
1: built his brand.
3: It was on special teams, man. <clears throat> hard-nosed, disciplined special teams. Where's Texas actually been subpar, really subpar, the last two or three years? It's been on special teams, especially in the return game on special teams. I think that's a part of what Andre Coleman's going to That's gonna something I wasn't
1: to. even really thinking about. But no yeah, doubt. I, pr- I appreciate you throwing that in there, Rod. Yeah, I, I look at those Super Bowl records.
4: He's got records, right? Yeah. he was. You know, else most was on that team. Oh, Gail Gilbert, Garrett Gilbert's Gail Gilbert. Gail oh, Gilbert really? was the backup quarterback. Then, 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 then Eric Biani, though. <laughs> Eric Biani, that's a ba- great football what mind. Jeff, I was thinking about another football mind. I just think
1: about most kickoff returns of Super Bowl. That's probably a record you don't want to have because that you give it up yeah, a lot of I points. Hadn't
4: thought about that, but it wasn't a blowout, <laughs> and that makes But
3: he actually wrecked shot when he had a chance to return. Ah, I mean, he did the damn thing. He was a really, he was a special return man. I don't know if he was a special receiver, but like, I would be honest, K State probably wasn't throwing the ball a lot back then. So I, I don't know if that was all him. But no, he said
1: he, you know, he was kind of the first in line because K State's had, had a long line there. of those guys. Yeah, yeah, well you, you go from Andre Coleman then, you know, David Allen was that guy for a long time, then Aaron Lockett was that guy. Yeah. Uh Jordy Nelson was Hell, that guy. Uh, Darren Sproles. Tyler Lockett. Guy. Yeah. Oh, so they've That's always I mean. had I think
3: Terrence Newman returned punts for them when I was going, uh, coming up like that. Uh-huh. They Yaman, Yaman, figure, Yaman
1: Figures got drafted off returning punts yeah. against Texas in one no, game. you right. Yeah. They
4: always have had a great punt return. It's <laughs> like Old Stanley Richard had. was still on that team.
3: Yeah, so I think that I think I, I mean I don't know for a fact, but I think it would be it'd be foolhardy not to, you know, try to get his contributions on special teams. Especially I think the they team.
1: would. You know, Casey Horny, that's kind of his – I mean, for all oh, intents yeah, and purposes, right. Casey Horny's yeah. kind of the de facto – Special teams coach, even though you yeah. know he's,
3: and we know they don't. They're not. Roles. They're not totally sold on what happened to this coach teams because they already made a change. It was subtle.
1: Well, but I, I think that was more of you know right. elevating. I think they that was more. Craig of ele- well, I think that warehouse. that's not necessarily an indictment on Craig Niver. I think that was you're elevating him to a co DC role. So somebody's got to have the special teams coordinator type. But we know like this is a staff, and Rod, you've been out to practice. This is staff, to everybody, it's kind of like. Uh, a more controlled version of what Charlie Strong was trying to do, where everybody on the staff is in charge of like a different special teams. You no, know, that's like how most like, teams like are. Tom Herman coaches the punt team. Most most still.
3: team most teams are like that, but you still need a culture on. An right. identity for your phase of the game. And right now, Texas really doesn't have an identity on special teams. No, I, I you know agree what I mean? That's that. what Mac Brown was big about, right? That's <laughs> why, you know, we McVay had all has different, his old
4: bones fossil over there. Yeah,
3: we had all these different phases of the game. He would name them and it'd be the posse and all this kind of stuff. He would name all the different, you know, they, but he was trying to give them an identity, something mm-hmm. to take pride in. And it worked. I don't know if Tom Herman has that just yet.
1: I know they've done the name thing, but I think it's
3: it's you know what I mean yeah. still it's it, it's not there just yet. But it, I think
1: not too, organically, it,
4: not manufactured.
3: I'm sure it will get there. That to me is that to me is a special teams guy. Yeah, but that to me is
1: a big rude. part of recruiting too. Because typically, as you start recruiting better personnel, typically. Yep. You know, especially on special hungry, teams, on special teams, it's more of your big skill guys, your linebackers and tight ends. Those guys are more often. Yeah, but Case they defy that. Your course oh.
3: defied that theory, you know, because K-State didn't have young well, talented guys. The one thing they were just bringing in guys. Self appraisal, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, but, like, but now you are talking so, about
1: you are getting back to the culture. Sorry, aspect sorry, of, that's, right. why, that's my
3: whole point. It's like no, 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 because I think Tom Herman's a big culture guy. Like right. we want to be the most physical team in the Big Twelve. We want to punk people. We want to be physical. Like he's a big culture guy, and I think Ruster you want to get to the culture of special teams. K-State has the best culture of special teams probably in the history of college football, and they've done it with. Not Jags, but castoffs. Yep, you know what I mean. Well, and I, think he's I agree. Like, yeah, we don't. We shouldn't have to have the five stars on our special teams. You know what I mean? To he be proves, really effective. Yeah, we should have good special teams right now at Texas, even with the talent deficiency that we have
4: on our roster. Yeah, uh, need uh, the right players in those pieces and yeah. the guys that I think, are. I think. I think. Then the, if you have great athletes doing it, it just makes it be Texas Michael Griffin even higher in two thousand. Then you get to yeah, Virginia yeah, Tech. Exactly. What Texas was in right. two thousand.
1: Yeah. I think the talent's part of it, but I think the bigger thing is Rod. Uh, to me. When I look at the special teams, I think you just need to kind of even out because we've seen times where special teams has been really good.
3: No, 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 no I agree. It's, it's inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so I, I think that's kind of no, no, yeah. Right, I part, it's at the point where all your right. same, you always yeah. win. It's like no, no, we win that phase. Yeah. It's sort of on par play. with where the rest win of the that program phase. was. Yeah, because that's a phase you should win when you're a Texas. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's no reason for you not to win. Now, offense, defense, that's game plan, that's strategy, that's you know, great coaches. You got to play all that kind of stuff. You play a good quarterback, that kind of stuff, but. Man, special teams, it's really about whose roster is the most talented. Yeah. And if you got a good kicker, and Texas should always have good kickers. Period. Well, and they should always have the most talented roster, other than when they play Oklahoma or when they play Georgia. I anyway. think
1: now mm-hmm. with, with Cameron Dicker and Ryan Bushevsky both coming up as true freshmen at the same time. Yeah. Hopefully now you'll see, okay, for the next three seasons. You don't have to worry about kicker or punter. Like, those two roles are going to take care of themselves. You, you'll be fine right there. Yeah, no doubt. And now it's about filling out the rest of your, your core special teams. We, we talk about safeties. Like, that's a great way. Like, a guy like Tyler Owens at six two two hundred who goes oh, out this man. weekend on the that, track and runs a 10'4". What? Yeah. A gunner? Like that? You
3: know, oh, he's he's
1: on my kickoff team.
3: I ain't no kickoff, Robbie. Right? He was on kickoff and I was a gunner. Yeah. But, dude, that dude be my gunner. Yeah. Big like that? No. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's going he's
1: to have a role as a core special teams guy. Yeah. For sure. We saw Anthony Anthony Cook. I think was on every special team last year, except PNC, he except PNC field goal.
3: Yeah, nah, yeah, he's ain't big enough for that. Nah. <laughs>
1: nah, but I think he was on every special team. You should be, be fighting
3: to be on every special team Yeah, I remember yeah, it's when the that first was like way a, you
4: get on the field. Yeah, you get the,
3: go I think another. I when I my freshman year I was a gunner. I was the uh, the hold up guy on the uh, the punt return team. I was on the kickoff team. Hell, man, I was on. A, I, I wasn't on a, actually. Ooh, was I? You got returned? I don't think I was. But I was when I got into the league. They made me play kickoff return. I was like, what That's the hell? That's funny. What yeah. the hell? What were you doing? <laughs> I I wasn't on it for long. But I, I had to like, uh, well, yeah, I was one of like the outside guys in the middle. To come back. Yeah, to come back and, and, and the the block. And like, belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't like a part of the wedge, but yeah. you would come back and you'd block the... Mm,
4: uh, sideline.
3: Yeah, the sideline guy. Like yeah. you were one of the two guys from the edge. <laughs> yeah. You know my just favorite. Just,
4: just be, well, but I, you, hearing about you being a nickelback stopping the option and stuff, really, I was like, hey, right, low center of gravity, go in there and just take out the way. They got a Rod B to block a Rod B. Yeah, that's what the, the thing got. to
3: so instead of getting a big, you know, big mm-hmm. lineman or a big fullback or linebacker to block those guys coming off the edge, the one and the twos on the kickoff. No, let's get a ride B. You know, B. You know I, uh, let's go chip. You know
1: <laughs> that I mean? reminds me of my my favorite part of a Saturday morning film in high school was like somebody inevitably would you usually, especially at the level I played, like your special teams guys are going to be the guys that don't normally play, right? Agreed, yeah, exactly. That's, and which like I mean. so, it, <laughs> so. it happened. Win or lose, <laughs> blowout, close game, whatever. It inevitably. Somebody, there's gonna be a gunner or a jammer that gets fired during Saturday morning film <laughs> session. Oh, like yeah. who? Who is that?
3: Who is that? What Oh,
1: the oh that's that's Smith, Coach Smith. You're fired, son. Yeah, <laughs> <Get, laughs> we go. When we get to practice on Monday, somebody get me a new gunner on the.
4: Flying the wall in a high school film room is probably seen the best stories.
1: Oh, flying the wall in a film room. Period. but you've been in some of those film sessions where you want, but the cross, frustration out the levels desk. when it's yeah. high school kids,
4: and like before you get to the scholarship athlete level, like there's some fun interactions there. Yeah. I remember
1: Watching the U and like everybody who's played football in have been in a film session has talked about like you know when Jimmy Johnson's looking for people that are loafing he goes who is that you, you never want to be that
3: you never want to be that
1: and if you're that you want to like crawl in a hole don't and... even
3: know who you are right
1: yeah who
4: is that it's like
1: oh and if you're I mean, if you're that you just want to
3: crawl That's in a hole Babers and die. coach
4: mm-hmm. Babers <laughs> what the is that? There's an oh, entire Simpsons that. episode where Mr. Burns doesn't know Homer. And I,
3: and I love when they they rewind it. They go back and forth. Yeah. And they just keep rewinding your mistake yeah. and your missed block or your whatever your missed tackle. Yeah. So Babers and it's like you just going back, like reversing <laughs> yeah. and going forward, like missing the tackle. Son, what the so, hell are you son? doing? <laughs> and everybody's just like, mm, mm, mm.
4: Well, Coach, uh,
3: I uh, I put my head down. You are damn right you put your head down. Mm-hmm. You gotta see it with your head. How did you get
4: to the league? I got <laughs> you're like, dang. is that Mike Tomlin's voice? <laughs> I don't know. I, That's uh, just Rod B's career. I remember <laughs> I got
1: I got called out one time. I got called out one time. I'm offensive line coach. He goes, Coach, stop that. He goes, Jeff Howe, what are you doing right here, son? I was like, we can talk about coaches. Like, you're not blocking anybody. He goes, It looks like you're running a go route and a very <laughs> slow one at that.
4: <laughs> It's good. That is really
1: good. Uh, but anyway, so we talked about what Andre Coleman brings to the table. Rod, thank you for bringing up the special teams aspect which that was my fault for not thinking about that. That's no, why no, no. That's why you're the man. You're the renaissance man here on the podcast. But to me, I talked about not being yes-man, Larry Fedora and Andre Coleman being their own guys. And to me, Rod, this is Tom Herman evolving as a head coach because The staff he brought over from U of H, and even with Tim Beck, there was a comfort level there that he had with all those guys he brought in on his first staff. But I think now putting those guys on one-year contracts and bringing in guys like Larry Fedora, like Andre Coleman, this is Tom Herman saying, okay, this is just me kind of reading the tea leaves. I think Tom Herman saying, okay, with this staff as it's constructed, I've taken the pro spread probably as far as we can take it. In order for me to take it to the next level to where we can compete with and beat Oklahoma on a yearly basis, I've got to get new ideas in here. I've got to get guys that are outside of this bubble that. that can bring fresh ideas in. So to me, and again, Tom Herman's still a young head coach. Yes, you know, he he's is. only the two years at Houston. This will be year three at Texas, five years as a head coach. Yeah. So yeah. he's still really figuring out kind of who he is as a head coach. I just think this is another part of Tom Herman's evolution and saying, yes, we're keeping the pro spread, but I've got to add more to it if we're going to take this thing to the next
3: level. Uh, I think that urgency might have been brought on by him having to go back to being a play caller too. Mm-hmm. I think the, the more I mean? After, the more
1: I talk to people, Rod. We I talked think, about it a little bit last week. I think that's a big part of
3: it. I think him as a play caller, it's just that you know he's in a different situation. It's just like a sense of urgency and desperation because I think if for his mind, he ran out of let's say ran out of options. He ran out of creative options within the parameters of his pro spread last year. And a lot of it was talent, deficiency. They just, you know, they had, you know, they had a little Jordan Humphrey, they had Colin Jessel, but it's still not the pro spread at every position that he would like, the ideal uh position. Like we talked about that's Jake Smith, that's Jordan Whittington. You know, he's recruiting those guys. But I do think at one point, and we talked about it in the Big 12 title game, um, and Texas, I think had a really good game plan going into the George game, but the Big Twelve title game, they didn't have many offensive wrinkles. Right. You know what I mean? Like they, it didn't seem like they added a lot to their to their repertoire for that matchup. It seemed like not that they were vanilla, but they were predictable. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they were it was a, it was a predictable, safe game plan versus Oklahoma. And I think for 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 Tom Harmon calling the plays, he was just like, you know what? I gotta I gotta get more imagination in this offense. I gotta get more options. I gotta get more ways to attack the defense. That's what bringing Larry Fedora, he's going to have the multi-tempo, the RPO game as well. You talked about maximizing the guys that are going to bring in on outside. I think that's a big part of also, you know, bringing in Andre Coleman, you know, the RPO game. Because the RPO game is the ultimate trump card. All right. Yeah. If you're going, it shows mm-hmm. a matchup advantage. If they've defense. neutralized
4: everything, you still have that. Still, i And RPO that's game. what the QB run game also is. It's yeah. like whenever they neutralize you, well, you still have those two to fall back on.
3: I can go run RPOs if <laughs> we
4: make the right decision every right. time.
3: You know what I mean?
1: And something you said last week, Rod. I think again, just kind of talking to people, you know, in various places uh, about Tom Herman calling plays. I think that's something he doesn't really want to do.
4: No, I agree. No, and that's a thing out no, of think, necessity uh, with him. Like if yeah. you
1: think yeah. about he's him, he's uncomfortable
3: with it, which is why he wants more mm. options. He's like, no, no, I'm, I don't really like this. I want I want more ways to be successful within this And I think that's
1: part, of, that, that's part of the one-year contract thing with the staff is maybe this is Tom Irvin saying, look, can I trust one of you guys to step your game up and, and call plays? Can I trust one of you with this offense? If I'm not – then maybe i need to go outside and find somebody who i who i can trust amen and there's that. also
4: that point that I you look that. at and think about tom herman as a coach and like where how did he get to be a head coach because he's so good at that. And running an offense, he's a great offense of mine. Obviously a yeah. great play caller. And like there always has to be a delegation of duties when you get more responsibilities and you go up the coaching ladder and very few head coaches strictly call all the plays for their entire career. That just doesn't happen. But at, from time to time, out of necessity. Yeah. Because especially when you're at that tipping point where, Agreed. oh, you're right in the momentum. Houston, I got my Texas job. But then it's like actually good to not be reactive to be proactive and see what's possibly ahead that there could be some issues and then self-appraisal and understanding i may be really good and it isn't as if The guy doing it behind me is horrible, but he's not going to be as good as me, and are we maximizing our team this way? And if Tom Herman at times is going to have to feel like he needs to put himself in there now, that just means the other delegation of duties at that time may have to be able to find a way, and that's what he's learning as a new head coach, and it's just good that he was able to make such a quick decision before it got to be an issue, and he could even feel the personal, you know, the tide of UT fans, just or unjust, but he understood well I really can't control that but I can w- control the results on the field and we need to be the best team and if I, call, I mean it's, I have to call play sometimes or all the time I bet he'll be content with doing it because that's what he does well yeah
1: yeah I, you know I I think I'm a firm believer in it as a uh, you know guys that are head coaches, you either call your own plays or you don't. And like you just said, Matt, Tom Herman did it because he said, "Look, that's what I need to do for this team right now." Yep. But in a perfect world, right? I think you're either you're a guy that's John, comfortable James doing Herday it or you're not comfortable. Streak. Like and he's admitted, Jimbo, he's on oh, right. record,
3: I'm not comfortable doing right. it. Right? Jimbo Fisher, like Cliff
1: do. Kingsbury, Lincoln Riley, like there's plenty yeah. examples. Mike of,
4: Gundy is probably the best example for Tom Herman. Right. Well right now James and Harden forth. had to score all those points in the games and it was out of necessity. Yeah. Now it's not the best I, type of basketball. Mike we in a way.
3: Mike Gundy's done it several times and went back and forth, but only out of like, Oh, I like this guy. Yeah, This guy I really like Oh you know what They need me to do it So there's always a reason Always that you get to have in if someone If guy gets yeah.
4: plucked In the future That you always know You can fall back on too Yeah
3: So right. I think that's uh, Yeah I think Tom Herman's going to be like that If he has a guy That he really Like Clare Fedora Might be a guy he really likes Just going to make
4: his or, job or, easier yeah. Or, just or to, to, easier. To, Matt, to Matt's
1: point Right as you say When the fit hits the shan Tom Herman's Amen. Tom, Amen. The buck stops with Tom Herman Where he can say Look I just need to take it over for this series.
3: Yeah, we got to win. I got it. For this situation, I, yeah. let me get Nothing Let me to have get you. It. Yeah, no, I agree. Or it could be a Mac Brown situation where, hey, plan B. <laughs> I'm bringing in plan B just in case plan A do not work out. Just mm-hmm. so y'all know. And plan A knows this too. So plan A. Step your game up, as you yep. pointed out. Step your game up, man. And I, Step your game up, I, I don't know.
1: I don't, I'm don't. i not saying that I've got information no, no, no. that says this is a message to the I think staff. I
3: it makes but, sense. Yeah. It's very Sa- Saban-like. It's Saban. I, it can, I say Belichickian. What's another Saban type word? It's a very Saban-like to me, though. That's what Saban would do. He does what well, Saban would do. And he, it's one of those deals
1: where <laughs> it's not It's not a knock on guys like Tim Beck or Drew Maringer or whoever no. because those guys have proven valuable, whether it's recruiting or wherever. But no. I think this is Tom Herman saying, look, we've established a culture— these are our players now. The guys in the program now have spent more time with this Tom Herman staff than they did with Charlie Strong staff. This is Tom Herman saying, look, we've done a really good job through two years, but now the the, the objective is clear. What do we got to do to beat Oklahoma and win this league?
3: You And I think for Tom Herman, it, it's the Shane Bouchel situation, right? Shane Bouchel was a great quarterback, adequate, quarter, adequate quarterback, can start for, I don't know, 50% of the schools out there. But was he going to help Texas reach the the zenith, to reach their apex? Was he that quarterback? No, no. he wasn't going to do that. We all know that. Sam Ellinger has a higher ceiling, so it's all about higher ceiling now. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, you did a good job, coach, but if this, is this your ceiling? Mm-hmm. Like, if it is, then I might have to go upgrade to someone with a higher ceiling. That's what recruiting's about. We're trying right? to maximize. You did exactly. Yeah, so he's at the point now. Where he's like, well. Coaches are doing a good job, and y'all have done a damn good job. But I have to find the higher ceiling. So I can push you to your higher ceiling so you can help us, you know what I mean, get better. Or I can go find somebody with a higher ceiling. And that's not personal. That's just Texas. Mm-hmm. That's just being in a blue – that's what a blue blood is. You right. know what I mean? I think it's just that simple. All right, break time on the
1: show. But when we come back, we'll continue the Texas football discussion, and we will wrap this thing up and put it in the oven as we continue another edition of Longhorn Blitz with Horns, 24
2: Keeps coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm gonna just rip this band-aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you. And I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. (laughs) How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could.
0: Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. And right now, get $100 off the purchase of a mattress when you text NICE to 84888. Yes, $100 off, but only when you text NICE to 84888. That's N-I-C-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com slash TNC. Reply help for help or stop to cancel. And caller number nine for $1 million. Rita, complete this quote. Life is like a box of... Oh, I know this one. Chocolates. Uh, you're cutting out, Rita. We need your answer.
1: Uh, oh my goodness. Life is like a box of... Uh,
0: oh, sorry. That's not what we were looking for. On to caller number 10.
2: Oh Bad network got you glitched out of luck? Switch to Boost Mobile, super-reliable, super-fast nationwide network and get four lines, each with unlimited gigs, for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save.
0: Offer ends 4 First line is $100 a month, lines 2-4 to free. Requires one line to port in. Video stream set up to 480p+. plus, Using it up to 500 kilobits per second. Gaming it up to 2 megabits per second. Data prioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrict supply. See dealer for details. I'm jumping in with my clothes on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
1: Welcome back to Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com.
0: Here again is Jeff Howe.
1: All right, so... That's going to do it for the analyst talk for now, unless another one's hired in between the time we record shows. Then we'll talk Very about well another could. analyst Very hired well next could. week. Yeah. But next week, we will kind of we'll kind of go post-mortem on 2018, because we never really did that. So we'll Ooh. have some thoughts on the 2018 season. and we're
3: combine. We should have a we'll, celebration. We're talking combine, right? I think we're
1: going to have to get in here early next week, because I think yeah. we're going to have a long we're show next combine. week. We're going
3: to combine. we got to talk about the long ones going down to combine. So I'll do a lot of combine research. And
1: we got to preview spring ball because next Damn. week's our last show before okay. spring practice
3: starts. Ooh, you know what? We might do. Man, okay, yeah, we're going yeah, to get in get early. It's going to yeah. much gonna be an extended one next week.
1: I'll bring I'll bring the coffee, and uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get in the lab early and get it done. Matt, thanks for everything, man. You're more than welcome. Rod B., appreciate the time and the knowledge. Anytime, brother. For Matt, for Rod, for everybody at the Austin Radio Network and the Horn, 1049, 1019 AM 1260, streaming on the Horn app and on hornfm.com, where you get Rod B. each and every weekday on the Rodcast from 1 to 3. Shameless plug. That's also where you can hear Longhorn. Blitz. You can get the show anywhere you get your podcasts. And thanks to Matt, regardless of what happens, always get our archives on the Longhorn Blitz SoundCloud page. Yep, just type in Longhorn Blitz. For the Horn family, for the Horns 24-7 family, I am Jeff Howe. Thank you so much for downloading and listening, and we will catch you again.
0: You've been listening to Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Remember, for the latest Longhorn news 24-7, visit Horns247.com.